listening to another episode of the Hey Social Babes podcast, where we cover all things business, mindset, self-love, and being a powerful fucking woman. Brought to you by Social Babes Co. If you would like to be part of a fire community that's all about growing and glowing together, make sure you check out the Social Babes Sorority Club, our monthly membership for women in business. My name is Brittany Megan, and I will be your host. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Hey, social babes, welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited for today's episode because today we have Sabi Kerr, who is a self-love coach and is super passionate about helping awaken each woman's divine radiance. This is a new term for me. I'm so excited. She guides women to firmly root themselves in their worth, connect to their bodies and their soul mission and live with purpose, passion, pleasure and prosperity. Hey, Sabi, welcome to the podcast, girl. We're so happy to have you. Ah, (laughs) Thank you so, so much for having me and for that wonderful introduction. Really excited to be here. Of course, we are so excited to have you. Why don't you go ahead and tell us about yourself and how you got started as a self-love coach? Yeah, thank you so much. So my kind of entry into this work was kind of a natural unfolding of many different pathways and things I've explored and tried over the years. Um, I've always been a really multi-passionate person. So I've got a background in many different careers from dance to I had an economics degree to working in professional services in management consulting to um, being a primary school teacher and, and working in schools. So eventually doing a yoga teacher training at the same time as having like a pretty big spiritual awakening, let's say. Um, And the more I dived into spirituality and yoga and movement and the body, um, I kind of naturally shifted into coaching. I did a coaching certification and lots of other kind of movement and yoga certifications. Um, And as I started coaching women one-to-one, I was quite kind of loose on what I was helping them with. I just knew I wanted to help women like live their lives. And the more I coached women one-to-one, it just became apparent that the, the, the missing thing or the glue that tied all of the, the challenges these women were having um, together was the self-love piece, was the worthiness piece, was whatever the thing was that they were desiring, whether it's the, the, the money or the man or the business or fulfillment um, the the link between desiring those things and then how worthy they're really feeling of having those things how how their relationship is with themselves and so the more kind of apparent that that became to me the more I was like okay yeah this this is this is the work (laughs) and I love self-love work because it really is like linked to absolutely everything that we do in our lives I love that so much. And I'm the first person to say that I truly believe that every single career path that we've ever had or any job that we've ever accepted has led us to where we like needed to be today. And it's like, it helps us with whatever our like true purpose and where we're going to kind of stay is all of those skills, like we needed them. So I'm sure things that you learned teaching and in yoga, like they add to your business now, which is so amazing. 
And I agree with you. I think that self-love, there's so much power behind truly loving yourself. And when you kind of operate with this, like just love yourself unapologetically kind of energy, it's crazy to see what comes to you because you're already so content with yourself. Right. So it's kind of like, it just, I don't know, girl, it's like the best thing ever. So with that being said, I kind of want to start off with the basics and ask you, what does it mean to truly love yourself? Hmm. Yeah. I love this question. <laughs> and I love this because first of all, you know, it's, it can mean something different to everybody. And for me, self-love is actually all about us all finding our own unique way of living and, and not having to follow any rules. Um, so even the definition can mean something different to all of us. Um, but it's, it's so much easier to, to love ourselves when things are going well, when we're making the money, when work's going great. Um, and it's actually in the more challenging moments when, when we're broke, when we're sick, when we're heartbroken. And it's in those kind of rock bottom moments that are actually the powerful self-love moments. So self-love for me is not just about feeling good all the time. It's not just about being high vibe. It's not just about, you know, loving myself when things are great, but holding myself with love and compassion, kind of like no matter what, even when I'm sad, even when I'm angry, even when things are not going so great. So it's, it's more like a, a radical self-acceptance of you in every single moment and knowing that however you are right now is more than enough. And of course, we can always work on things and we can progress and we can set goals and we can improve. And those are all wonderful things to do. But at the same time as working forwards and moving on, moving forwards with our goals, this idea of, and I accept the me that exists right in this moment. I love that. I think that you couldn't have said it better, girl. And I think there's something also about having a good cry, like just understand, like when you're not happy either, like saying, I love myself, but I'm not hundred percent happy with either the way that I've treated my body lately or the way that I've treated myself or the way that I've spoke to myself. Right. Or the things that I've done that are making me feel this way and loving yourself enough to say like, I'm sorry that I did that to you. You know what I mean? I think that there's so much power in that. So that, yeah, I mean, I think like there is this big misconception with self-love that it's like putting a bath bomb in a bath. Yeah, <laughs> totally. <laughs> like that self-love. And I think it's, it's so different for everybody. And just, I think you got to kind of find the thing that works for you, which kind of leads me to ask, like, what are your favorite ways to practice self-love? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I love that you said that because that is such a kind of a misconception. You know, that's why self-love has got this fluffy image. <laughs> and it's like, those are great self-care activities and absolutely do them. But self-love is often like much deeper. It's how you show up for yourself day to day. And in terms of practices that I love to do, really kind of my just my, my general spiritual practices or my things that are part of my morning routine, like meditation, like dancing. I dance a lot and I'll have little dance breakout sessions by myself in my house. <laughs> um, mirror work, spending time in front of like the mirror, being with myself, um, affirmations. Um, and as well as all of the practical activities 
almost even more importantly, just being aware of how I show up in every day, because in every single moment of the day, there is an opportunity to practice self-love. When you're scrolling the gram and you feel yourself comparing, you know, you, there's, a, there's a moment to drop in back to that self-love. When you're having a conversation with someone and you feel that you're not being heard and you're trying to express yourself, there's an, there's an opportunity to practice self-love. So really self-love is not just the actions and the practices, but it's present in how we show up in every single moment of the day. Wow. That's like mind blowing right now. I think you're the first person that I've ever spoke to that said that and had that approach for self-love. And I think that it's just so crazy to look at it through that lens and say, you know, self-love could also be saying no to things that do not align to you or saying no to the things that don't feel right to you at the end of the day. Right. And yeah, I love everything that you said. I think again, like finding what works for you is so important. And even if it's that bubble bath, like for me, sometimes it is that bubble bath and just sitting with myself and with my own thoughts and just not answering to anybody. Right. I think that finding those things for you. And I think the more that you take that time for yourself and something that I've noticed, and I'm going to ask you too, because you are the self-love queen girl, but have you noticed that the people that are really lacking self-love are also the ones that are not taking time for themselves? Hmm. They're definitely, definitely as a, as a correlation probably. Yeah. Cause it's quite easy for us to get busy, you know, to, to get caught up in the day-to-day work, socializing, doing stuff. Um, and it is really the, the, the practice of being with ourselves that allows us to, to cultivate showing up for ourselves and knowing what we really, really want. Because it's so easy to be influenced by others, by what other people say they want, by what other people say that you should be doing with your life. Um, and so to cultivate like a sense of kind of safety um, in, in being alone, in being with yourself definitely helps you to, um, yeah, get, get a bit more confident with what it is that you really desire. Mm. I love that. It's a good point, eh? Like it kind of gets the brain wheels going a little bit. Totally, totally. (laughs) I love that. So most of our audience is ambitious women, women in business, babes who are just building their empires. And I want to ask you, how is self-love related to business? Like, does it affect the way that you show up? Yes. Absolutely. (laughs) It is absolutely everything. And this is one of my favorite topics to talk on because this seems to be like a really big missing piece when it comes to building our businesses. We go kind of straight to the practical masculine. What do I need to set up? How shall I structure this funnel? What should my launch strategy look like? And all of those things are so important. So I'm not taking away from those things. But you can do all of the strategy stuff you like. But if you don't feel fully worthy of having the clients, of having the money, if you feel some blocks about standing up on social media and sharing why your service product is the best thing ever in the world, you know, if you feel awkward 
or unworthy of, of, of the money that you're expecting for your services, like all of those things are going to really impact how you show up and then how people buy from you, essentially. So for me, like our businesses are self-love work. It's self-love work because it's asking ourselves to show up and let ourselves be seen on the internet every single day, knowing that, yes, we're going to be judged. Yes, we're going to be rejected by some people. Yes, you know, we're, we're not going to be chosen or liked by every single person. And all of this is like deep inner self-love work that we get to work through. And our businesses are almost like the vessel <laughs> for doing this really powerful um, spiritual work. And I know so many people that have said to me like, wow, I thought I'd done so much inner work, spiritual work. And then I started my business and all of these wounds came back of being rejected, of people judging me, you know? <laughs> so it's really, really powerful to be able to kind of tie these two things together and to see the massive, like positive impact on your business when you as the entrepreneur, as the, the founder of your company is so rooted in deep self-love. It's such a good point. I feel like as you're speaking that and as I'm really just sitting in what you're saying, it's so true because I think that, you know, when we're getting on discovery calls and we don't hear back from somebody, it's so easy to think like, what are we doing wrong? Or why didn't they want to choose us? Or when we see sometimes, you know, um, our dream clients pick somebody else, I think, especially in this like service-based coaching industry, it's so easy to kind of like put it on you instead of saying, okay, but maybe that person wasn't actually aligned for me in this moment at this time. And they're leaving space for somebody who's even a better fit, right? Where things like pricing, I think this is so rooted with self-love and self-worth too, because it's so easy when somebody, you know, says, can you lower your pricing? If you're not fully committed to yourself and your self-worth and loving yourself and really respecting yourself, it's so easy to want to say yes or want to lift that boundary if you're so desperate to get that client, right? And I see it time and time again. We've had this conversation so many times before. So I love that you really talked about that because I 100% agree. I think that when you truly love yourself and when you're truly understanding what putting yourself first, what really understanding your worth and what truly loving yourself does for your business, things just change. And I think too that, you know, this kind of ties into living with your purpose, which I know is something that you talk a lot about. So I'm kind of curious to ask you if you think that through this conversation about business, do you think that we need to live with a purpose or mission in order to truly love ourselves? Mm, it's a really good question. I like to encourage us to almost like release any pressure. <laughs> because I think so many people feel pressured that they have to have this one purpose that they have to find. What I will say is that life definitely feels more fulfilling and you feel more connected when you're doing work or doing something that's heart-centered that feels purposeful. Like that is where most of us feel good, feel at our best, feel like we're giving back. Um, so absolutely, but I think I just like to encourage almost a, 
a release of the pressure of having to know what your one purpose is. This is for the people that aren't sure. If you're sure, then like, go for it, go for it, go for it, go for it. But if you're listening to this and you're like, I don't know what my purpose is, or I don't know what my one passion is, if that's the type of person that you are, um, like take a deep breath, take a step back. And rather than thinking, I must find my one purpose, ask yourself, what am I curious about? What am I kind of interested in? And then without having to put all of the pressure on yourself to make that your purpose, can you, can you just explore that? Can you try it out? And if it works, maybe you stay there for a while. If it doesn't work, you know you've tried and you move on to the next thing that you're interested in. And Liz Gilbert talks about this quite a lot in her book, Big Magic, the idea of following your curiosity over forcing yourself into a passion. It's like the less pressurized version of knowing what our one passion is. For those of you that are a little unsure, um, then yeah, I love to kind of encourage that perspective. I love that. I think that it's just so reassuring. And I think at the end of the day, it really, it's going to resonate with the person who, like you said, probably is sitting there and is like, oh, but if I don't know my purpose, does that mean I don't love myself? So I love how you twisted that because I think that it's so important to keep in mind that not everybody knows their purpose. I mean, I didn't know my purpose until the pandemic hit. I thought I did. And I quickly realized, you know, when this podcast started, what my purpose was, was really to create the space for women. And I know even with you, Sabi, it's like you really found your purpose after going through all of these different career paths that you probably in the moment thought that that was going to be your purpose. So sometimes you don't even know your true purpose until you end up where you're supposed to be later down the line, sometimes someplace. Totally. And I'd say on top of that, like, I'm like open to things shifting and changing. And it's, I'm like almost excited. I'm like, if I love what I'm doing this much right now, can you imagine if something else comes along that I love even more? <laughs> like, wow, <laughs> how, how good does it get to be? And that's kind of one of my big life philosophies that we get to change things at any moment if something else feels like it suits us better. And something ending doesn't mean it was a failure. Something finishing doesn't mean it failed. And actually endings can be the most beautiful beginnings. We get to learn so much, whether these are relationships ending, whether these are jobs finishing, everything that you've done up until this point helps you for the next thing that you move forwards and do. So I see my like career path as just almost like this natural unfolding. And the things that I did Prior to yoga teaching, really, none of them were like, this is going to be the thing that I'm going to do for the rest of my life. It was kind of like, I'm just exploring and I, I want to figure out what feels right for me. And what I'm doing right now feels really, really right for me. And I absolutely love it. And at the same time, I'm open to things continuously shifting. And that feels really exciting for me. I love that. I always use this example of the butterfly, you know, when the caterpillar goes into its cocoon, it literally thinks its life is ending and really it's just beginning, right? They get to learn how to fly and they have never done that before. So I love the example that you gave so much. I think it's so powerful and change is beautiful. I think we just gotta, we gotta be willing to let go of the things that 
are no longer serving us so that we can move forward into where we're supposed to be. And sometimes they are still serving us, but sometimes we just have more potential with something else. So it's about understanding that I think, and, and really understanding growth and that it's a good thing. Right. So I love that. Okay. I, have to ask you this because I know this is like one of your signature things, girl. What is embodied magnetism? Explain this. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for that question. Um, so embodied magnetism, it is the name of my, my one-to-one mentorship, which is um, a mentorship, especially for female spiritual entrepreneurs are really ready to tap into the next level of their feminine embodied leadership. Um, but and, and embodied magnetism is also a kind of a concept that I I've named this concept as like a, a way of being. And for me, when we're embodying our magnetism in our for our business, we are not just thinking about the next strategy or following the rules or finding the next one thing that's going to make us the money or sticking to the script. We are, yes, using the strategy to help us and to provide us with that support, but we know that actually the thing that really moves the needle for us in our business is us, is us fully embodying all of who we are, all parts of ourselves. Our soul magnetism is is what makes us us at the end of the day, because our businesses like are based on relationships and the more people can know you, feel you, trust you, get a sense of your energy, they're more likely to, to buy from you. So you embodying your magnetism is quite literally embodying your unique soul blueprint so that people can feel that energy when they go onto your Instagram page, when they go to your website, when they see you talk on a live stream or when they go to one of your workshops, they're like, oh my goodness, I need some of what she's got, <laughs> right? Um, and as, as well as that, it's about being a, a living, breathing embodiment of, of the work that you share um, because that is actually what attracts your soulmate clients to you them seeing in you what they're most desiring for themselves. And so you actually allowing yourself to show up in that way and be seen in that way is super powerful. Oh my gosh. I have goosebumps. (laughs) (laughs) I love this yeah, word and just like approach and the feeling behind what you're saying. There's so much power in it. And you're right. Like a lot of the times, even when I have invested in programs or coaches or whatever the case is, it's normally because I'm like, she's my goals. Like I want to be her. <laughs> like I want to live that life. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think being able to do that is so powerful. And I guess my next question would be how does embodied magnetism compare to like the kind of standard masculine approach that we all kind of see business as? Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's really important to kind of say, first of all, that this isn't at all me saying we don't need strategy, you know, (laughs) like we absolutely do. And if we think almost about like feminine and masculine energies, it's like, we need both. We need, we need the masculine structure. We need the masculine planning um, because that helps the feminine to actually thrive. (laughs) And our feminine energy is, is the parts of us that is creative, intuitive, Um, is more flowing, has all of those kind of inspirational downloads, 
but without the masculine structure there to hold her, she just doesn't get anything done at all. <laughs> um, and so actually bringing them both together is super powerful. Like having the structure and the strategy there in your business almost gives you more space to fully embody your magnetism and let that feminine essence and energy shine through. Um, so yeah, I think it's, I think it's always good to know that they're both needed. I love that. I think that the example that you just gave of, you know, being in that feminine and just kind of being so free flowing, like, and then the masculine being like, okay, girl, bring it back in. Yeah. Let's yeah. like focus <laughs> a little more. Right. Because yeah, it's so easy. I think to want to be in that feminine because it feels so good. Right. But not then not realizing that that masculine is really what's going to keep that needle moving in terms of like a plan and putting things into place. So I love that so much. And I feel like we know if one is off balance, right? Mm. We know because either you're, you're coming off super masculine and your audience is not connecting with you on that level to be able to actually see the, the result or actually be able to be taking that next step with you because they don't feel the connection there. And then I feel like the feminine, you're too far in there. You're constantly going to be everybody's best friend and you're not actually going to have that, that structure Mm. in place to bring them in and actually like secure the bag at the end of the day. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's like this beautiful divine integration that's needed. (laughs) I love that. This has been such a juicy episode, girl. (laughs) So good. I know. It's been amazing. I think this is definitely going to be one of my favorites. Yeah, yay. (laughs) (laughs) I have one last question for you, and it's what is your favorite boss girl quote and why? Oh, oh, God. I need to think about this. (laughs) Oh, I know. It came to me quickly. (laughs) No one is you and that is your superpower. I love it. Yeah. And that that for me, that's like self-love in a nutshell as well, right? And how it applies to our business. When you show up as you, no one can replicate that. You are your secret source. You are the niche. (laughs) And when you allow yourself to really be seen as all of who you are, that is the thing that really shifts the needle. I love that. That is so amazing. I always say you are your biggest asset. So I love that Mm. so much. Oh my goodness, girl, this has been so good. Tell us how we can stay connected with you, where to find you, all the things. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, come hang out with me on Instagram. It's just my name, Sabby.Kerr and my website's SabbyKerr.com. Um, and yeah, drop me a DM. Let me know how this episode was for you. I always love to love to hear feedback. Um, and what else have I got on my website, sabbycur.com? There's a free worthiness bundle. You get a free like one hour workshop as well as a, an ebook. Um, if you're interested in kind of exploring this work with me a little more. And then I have a couple of um, programs. My, I mentioned Embodied Magnetism. That's my, my one-to-one mentorship for, for entrepreneurs. I also have a group program called Release Your Radiance, which is eight weeks, all things self-love, feminine energy, stepping into your power and all of that good stuff. Um, so that's on my website as well. I love it. Thank you so much, Sabi. Girls, go connect with Sabi. Follow her on Instagram. 
Go grab that bundle because that sounds amazing. That's where I'm going after this episode. (laughs) Thank you so much, Sabi, for taking the time to talk with us. We appreciate you. I hope that you all enjoyed this episode. And until next time, stay social. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the Hey Social Babes podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure that you share it to your Instagram stories and tag us. That way we can share the love. But before you go, if you are craving to be part of a girl gang that's all about growing and glowing together, the sorority club is totally for you. We have jam-packed this membership with everything that you need to stay inspired and accountable throughout your entire journey to becoming the powerful social babe that you were born to be. Follow the link in our show notes for more information and use the code HeySocialBabes at checkout to join for just $7 for your first month. We hope to see you on the inside, babe. Until next time, stay social.